When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, October 15th. Hey, you know what that means? Anyone who went on extension for taxes, today's the day. I know. It's so delightful. I know. It's a drag if you haven't done it, but you better get going because there's no more extensions. So October 15th, let's get busy. Let's try to figure out how we can help you navigate your financial worries, anxieties, or just plain old questions. If you have a financial question on your mind, just send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Margaret writes, I love listening to your podcast each morning. Thank you for doing the public service to educate some of us that are not savvy investors. Okay, here we go. My ex-husband, who will be 68 next month, started collecting Social Security earlier this year. He got laid off in January, but the company um, gave him severance and he receives that each month ending January of next year. Margaret goes on to say that she checked the Social Security website to see if if her ex-husband could collect on her Social Security record and then wait until he turned 70 to collect a higher benefit for himself. And then the ex says when he met with the individual at the Social Security office, he was informed since I am not collecting Social Security, he could not collect on mine. I think he was misinformed. If this is the case, should he stop collecting and collect mine instead? So I went over to the Social Security website, which is ssa.gov, they have a whole thing about your divorced spouse. So you had to have a marriage that lasted more than 10 years. The ex, meaning you, have to be unmarried. The ex-spouse has to be age 62 or older. The benefit that your ex-spouse is entitled to receive based on their own work is less than the benefit they would receive based on your work. And you are entitled to Social Security retirement or disability benefits. It doesn't say that you had to do that. In fact, there's an interesting thing. It says, if your ex-spouse was born before January 2nd, 1954, and has already reached full retirement age, they can choose to receive only the divorced spouse's benefit and delay receiving their own retirement benefit until a later date. And you wrote that your birthday, I was born prior to 1954. I think you're right. So you got to go back. And talk to someone at Social Security. I think you are right. I think that he may have been misinformed. Okay, Cynthia writes, love to start my day with you and Mark. Thanks for being a stable, positive voice during all this madness. Here's my situation. Married, 46-year-old. Spouse is 44. 
I make around $60,000 a year. My job is stable for the moment in the next couple of years. Beyond that, I'm not so sure. I'm taking courses to train to do something new just in case, but it's unlikely I'd immediately find another position with the same pay. Husband went back to school in August of 2019, hasn't worked during that time. Oof. He'll finish his program in a few months, back in the workforce soon after, likely making 40 to 60 grand. Okay, here's what they got. 420000 in a pre-tax alternative retirement plan instead of a pension with automatic contributions of $723 from employee, $492 from employer. Money in a 403B and Roth, 75, they got about a hundred grand in those retirement accounts. So a hundred, 520 in retirement accounts, 560, about, so about 560 in retirement accounts, 75 in non-retirement taxable accounts, and about 170 grand in cash and CDs. They can live on about 50 grand a year. So that means they've got about three years of expenses. I keep so much cash on hand because we've been living on one income since mid-2019. So my take-home pay doesn't always cover all the expenses. Okay. In terms of debt, blah, 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 they got about five grand in credit card debt. Credit card debt? How could you have that? How much money should I keep in? First of all, number one, pay off the credit card debt and stay out of credit card debt. Get out of that. Um, How much should you keep in cash? I would keep two years in cash right now. Should I be investing more? And if so, in what case? Uh, Well, I mean, I would try to max out your Roths. Um, You say yours is fully funded. I would max out both of your Roths right now. And how should the investing and saving strategy change when you return to a being a two-income house? Then you should both be maxing out as much of your retirement as possible. I think you're in pretty good shape. I just think that um, I would keep more money in cash until you are both settled, you know, and really have what you need and two stable incomes. Okay. Uh, Here is a great problem to have. Subject line from Leslie is drowning in cash. I'm going to be 80. Next birthday, my wife, same. We're both very healthy. We have no relatives to leave assets to. Plan on gifting to local hospital. Two and a half million dollars in CDs. 400 grand due to mature in 2021. The rest in the next few years. Some money in government bonds. About almost 390,000. Rental income from a commercial warehouse. We're not spenders. We live on our social security. Small pension. House value. 400 grand paid for. Everything's paid for. All right. So this is so funny. I'm not interested in anything but to maintain what we have and do it safely. I realize CD rates have tanked and will remain low for the next few years. We slowly converted from stocks and real estate to CDs as a way not to worry about the ups and downs in our retirement years. I do not want to invest for the long term as it might be short term. My humor. Thanks for reading and we love your program. All right. Well, look, that's great. Um, If you're drowning in cash and you really want to stay safe, then just stick to boring stuff. Do me a favor. Go to go to depositaccounts.com. Use that. And don't even worry about anything else. You're in great shape. Congratulations. Fantastic. Al, also, here's another pro. Here's a great question. I have three and a half million dollars in my 401k. I'm getting ready to retire. Not sure where to put my money after I retire. Hey, Al, I need a little more info. You are could leave your money in your 401k. You could roll it over to an IRA rollover. I don't know whether you need the money. I don't know what else is going on in your life. More details, people. More cowbell and more details, right, Mark? 
I love that we have a $4 million and a $3.5 million. It doesn't mean if you have less than that that you can't write us. We want to hear from everyone. All right. Richard writes, my wife and I are 54 years old. We live outside Buffalo and we work. We gross about $135,000 together annually. We're both in our company 401ks. I've got an old 401k. It's worth about 424000 And I contribute 15% to my current company's Roth retirement. It's about 55000 All my retirement funds are not managed. I also have a pension, $800 a month at age 65. My wife has an old 401k, 178000 not managed. A personal IRA, 76000 which is being managed 1% annually Current 401k, 5,000. We own our home, no mortgage, 88 grand in savings. Monthly debt is 760 bucks for two cars, four more years, utilities, credit cards, blah, blah, blah. We're thinking about putting an addition on our house, $100,000, thinking about getting a mobile home for retirement. Should we wait for making this purchase? Are we putting away enough to entertain the thought of retiring early at 62? Do you think we could retire early? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, if we add this up, 750. Okay. I mean, you may be able to retire early, but why? Do you hate what you do? So that's number one. One is like, do I think you're on track? Yes. I think that you're on track. I don't think that you will be on track if you're going to get a mobile home or end the addition. It's probably going to be one or the other. I would suggest that you go and run some retirement numbers and you may be able to do that at various websites. Like, you know, just go wherever you have your 401k, run some numbers and look at it. I get the sense that you really probably shouldn't do both of those things. Okay. And I hope that that is helpful to you. And I hope that all of you are very much on to the fact that, Each of your questions requires a lot of drill down. I know, I don't mean to be a pain in the neck. It's just that without a lot of information, it's hard to offer the advice. So if you wouldn't mind, when you send us your emails at askjill at jillandmoney.com, try to give us more details than less and maybe consider coming on the air with us and I can just talk to you and we can walk through this. As uh, you go through and you want to get some more information, maybe before you even talk to us, you can go onto our website, jillonmoney.com. We've got the resource section where we have lots of information there and lots of calculators, all those fun things. But uh, most importantly, we just need to hear more from you about what else is going on in your life. I know puts the onus on you, but it'll make it better. I promise. All right. I think that's it. That is it for the program. We want to always remind you that we are here for you. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And don't forget, you can send them for our free weekly newsletter on the website and uh, send this podcast to somebody who might be able to use it. It would be so great. As always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, try to do something nice for someone else. We'll talk to you tomorrow.